Resonate is a community that loves like Jesus, and we want you to experience that with us together. I want to encourage you to tune into this online broadcast each and every week or attend our weekly gathering in Sherwood at 10 a.m. You also can join in on one of our community groups that meet during the week either here at the church building or in our homes. So to find out more about our community or to give to our ministry financially, please visit our website at resonatelife.org. Well, we have started a new sermon series called Relationship Rescue, and today's sermon is titled Move Slower. Well, in week one of this sermon series, we looked at how healthy relationships require putting God at the center and loving others out of the fullness of God's love for us. Well, in week two, Becky did a great job looking at shame and why we hide and how this actually breaks integration in relationships. So vulnerability in our relationship with Jesus can heal and is necessary for authentic relationships. Well, this week we're going to explore the art of listening as a foundational idea to center our relationships around God and love. Well, I'm a very extroverted person, and listening sometimes is hard for me. It might sound funny to hear me say that, that listening is hard for me, but it takes a lot of work for me to listen. That, that even might sound offensive to you. Well, I'm the type of person who has a conversation in my head while you're trying to talk to me especially if I think what you're saying is stupid and I'm not interested in really what you're saying. So it's difficult for me to listen. So I have tools that I have to put in place and I'm always wanting to grow in this area. So I want to be known as a good listener, yet that takes practice for me. Maybe it takes practice for you as well. I actually made a list the other day of some core competencies, some things that I have found important for me to develop a list of ideas or a list of practices that I can put in my life to develop some values, some core competencies. And one of those is being a good listener. I want to be known as a good listener. Yet listening in our culture, just in generally what I read and research, is challenging and undervalued. So the quote that was mentioned in the video by Suzanne Stabile was a quote from Richard Foster, something that he once shared, that the tools of the devil are muchness, manyness, noise, crowds, and hurry. That actually was said, as she said, in 1975. Yet these are the things that have been tried and true that keep us from listening. Busyness and distractions, the crowds, the hurry, the 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 here and the there, going from the here and the there, it keeps us from slowing down and listening even to God. So moving slower is what we need to practice. So there's three major challenges and also three lessons for effective listening that I want to share with you today. So three core challenges to listening are this. First, our severed relationship and connection with God is a challenge to listening. It breaks our listening practice or our skill of listening. Well, over a hundred times in scripture, God tells the people that they are not listening. 
we need to be listening to right voices in our life. And first and foremost, the right voice in our life is God's. So we need to be able to listen to God to be able to rightly relate and listen to other people. Well, I believe that our relationship with God, we need to be listening to this relationship first. And this will be truly reflective in all of our relationships around us. So if we can learn to listen to God and, and be in communication to God, we can practice such listening to God, to God as we enter into relationships with others. So a severed relationship with God means a possible severed relationship with other people. Well, our severed relationship with God just doesn't happen overnight. It's not in one fell swoop decision that I'm no longer going to listen to God in one evening, right? It usually happens with a drifting mentality where we lose focus and we don't implement disciplines in our lives to keep us on track. And so it could happen when we blame ideas or people or ideology for reasons not to believe. So I'm not listening to God because of this, or I can't believe this about God, so I push God out because of this ideal or this, this idea or blaming that I have in my life. It, takes, it, take, it happens over time where we don't seek out God's voice in our life over a long period of time, eventually severing our relationship with God. We begin not to, let's say, pray. We begin not to read God's word. Well, prayer without listening to God or prayer without wanting a relationship with God is really missing something very vi vital. So something like prayer requires relationship, both talking and listening. So we need to have a relationship with Christ. We need to cultivate that relationship with Christ. We need to practice listening to Christ, and that will directly affect how we listen to other people. Well, number two, something that attacks my listening skills is assumptions. So the opposite of listening is waiting to speak, like I struggle with, right? When we bring our assumptions to the table about other people, without taking time to hear them, we are more interested in labeling them than knowing them, and that's very dangerous. So we live in a world of labels and shame, and there are a lot of preconceived ideas that we have, that you have to admit that we all have of others, prejudgments of other people. That's why they're called other people. So when someone is a certain label, I have a choice to make. I can hear them and try to tear down that label, or I can, I, and I can listen to them, or I can completely reject them for what they believe based on the label that they're carrying around, let's say. Maybe that's a very visible label. Maybe that's an invisible label. Maybe it's an ideal that they carry around, a set of principles or values that they hold dear, or a, or a, a silo that they live in, a listening silo that they live in that's completely opposite than my listening silo. We all carry labels around that people have preconceived ideas. Therefore, we're in a cultural crisis. We're in a relationship crisis, and I can see this to abundance. So it's unfortunate that we live in such a divided society. Yet our way, our third Christian way, is like John 17, is to unite with one another. So how do we unite? Well, we need to listen to each other even if we disagree. And I think the very act of listening and hearing another person's voice is a step of healing. 
just hearing the voice. Now you can get into scientific ideas of vibrations of sound, but literally hearing a person's voice, the tone, the, the depth, the actual sound it's making is actually a step of healing. If you have a very loud head voice, it keeps us from hearing even the tone or the sound of another person's voice. Well, if you resolve to know nothing about people other than Christ died for them, they have the Spirit of Jesus. You possibly can hear their voice taking all labels away in pure purity, listening to another person because they're the image of God, because they are a person. So this takes listening with empathy, and that matters. That matters in our culture. That matters to bring uh, unity with one another. So we need to see an, an opponent, even an opponent, we need to see their argument in its strongest light. And not only to counter our position effectively, but also to fully understand our position. You will, you will not understand why you hold the truths, the values, and the positions you hold until you hear fully an opposing position the weaknesses and strengths as well. You can't properly prepare to defend your position unless you hear an opposition. So I would pose a challenge to all of us. In order to, to battle what you would consider fabricated narratives and fake news and fake facts and all the things that are rolling around, maybe even on social media, you have to be willing to listen closely to discover the pipeline of logic a person has or really where they're coming from. So coming to the table, trying to come to the table with a blank slate, blank assumptions, we make a conversation united versus divided. We come to the table with a bank of assumptions, then we're broke before we even start. We need to learn how to listen with a sense of empathy in order to be uh, synchronized together and united. Well, there's a cultural validation that I want to bring up that breaks listening skills and breaks our culture of listening in relationships. The current culture of America gives more attention and power to those who speak than to those who listen. So, uh, so listening is thought to be weak. A listening person is thought to be a weaker person. Yet listening is necessary for discernment. So listening might be considered weaker, but listening is smarter. It's actually stronger because it leads to better decision-making and better discernment. So you can listen without hearing, and that's actually dangerous. We can actually, well, I'm going to practice listening now because Kevin told me that I need to start listening. Well, we can listen without hearing, and that is what is happening more and more in our cultural society today. So there's three techniques we actually have as people, as a society, where we pretend to give and pay heed to an opposing argument without actually giving heed to that opposing argument. We actually think that when we practice these things that we're listening, but yet we're not listening, we're not hearing, we're just actually, we're actually just pandering. We're just saying, shoo, shoo, go away from me. I'll listen to you, kind of, but 
go away because I don't believe what you have to say. Well, first, how we do this is through the straw man method. This is a tried and true practice that involves taking the weakest or most extreme or least plausible argument in favor of a position and acting as that is, a, as that is the only argument for that position. Well, a variation of this method takes the most extreme or unattractive idea or, <clears throat> or position or argument and makes that or treats that as a typical position. It's called the straw man argument or the straw man method, where we're just taking extreme, saying, see what you have and what you believe is obviously wrong. Well, second is the practice of attributing bad motives to our opponents. So those that do this approach assume that people that have a contrary position, they actually know in their hearts they're wrong and they make arguments for inappropriate reasons, such as like self-interest. So that makes it very easy. That person's just a self-interested person or selfish person. So obviously they're wrong. It's easy to ignore somebody with a bad or what we perceive as a bad motive. Well, in today's society, we have this identity excuse. So we don't need to listen to that person because they are blank. And, and we can fill in that blank with whatever we, our preference or whatever we think that blank needs to be filled in with. And so we fill in the blank with an identity that warrants dismissal. So because that person is, let's say, a Black Lives Matter supporter, we very easily dismiss that person. Or they're a Trump supporter. We very easily dismiss that person. They're a Republican. We dismiss that person. They're a Democrat. We dismiss that person. They're the rich. We dismiss that person. So it's an identity excuse of dismissal. We need to be very careful of such things because <clears throat> there might be people around us with lots of wisdom Yet, because we have preconceived ideas and judgments and assumptions about who they are because of the labels that they carry or the things that they support or the things they're involved in, we might just immediately discount their voice. In 1 Kings 3, 5 through 9, in a dream, God offers Solomon anything he wants. And Solomon's response is, give your, give your servant a discerning heart. Could you imagine just the genie in the bottle coming and just giving you, giving you three wishes, whatever you want. And you ask for a discerning heart. Well, the, a discerning heart in the Hebrew conveys listening. There's a listening core to the Hebrew word for discernment. It's later in Solomon's life we learn that he loses his ability to discern and truly listen. And this ends up having massive implications for the history of Israel. So obviously, listening is a core competency that we all need to grow in and we all need to increase in our lives. So how do we do that? How do we become an effective listener? Because I want to be a good listener. That's one of my core competencies, to learn to be a good listener. Well, first, we need to develop our spiritual lives. Learn to listen to Christ first. We need to practice a rhythm of life where we take space and time to hear from God. And this means learning to let go of control and listening for God to speak, not just my own head voice or not just my own drive. We need to listen to Christ through prayer, 
through experiences, but also through God's word as well. Well, number two, we need to come to the table with our whole heart. And this is a struggle for most everybody to come to the table, to pay attention fully, to not be distracted, to put away the devices, to stare somebody right in the eye when they're talking, to listen to their, to, to, with our whole heart, to actually put our body in a position of listening, and then pay attention to nonverbal communication, because literally there's statistics and percentages that just a fraction of what somebody's communicating is coming out of their mouth and words. They're conveying, conveying so much more with just body and tone and the 11s and the, and the mouth shapes and the, and the face shapes and such. It conveys much more than the words that are coming out. So how do we, how do we pay attention to nonverbal communication? We need to listen with our eyes and our ears. We need to listen with our bodies. Some of the most interesting conversations that I've been in is when somebody is, we're having a conversation, and when I'm talking, they're actually leaned in listening to me with their body, with their eyes, with their ears. It conveys much. So maybe you need some practice with this. Maybe you need to practice listening with your whole heart. Maybe you can ask somebody, Maybe how do you experience me as a listener? Do you experience me as distracted? Do you experience me as not interested? People that literally text and listen speak that they don't care. And that honestly is one of the things in our, in our society right now that we really need to practice putting down. That we need to, to show in every case, in every conversation, that we're actually listening, that we're listening with our whole hearts. Well, then we need to practice listening skills. And practice listening skills like getting curious, asking curious questions, continuing asking next questions. We need to reflect really on how Jesus asks questions and listens to people around him. As we read the Bible, maybe you can discover how Jesus listens. We need to take time to reflect. Just take a moment to actually get into that space of quiet where we can reflect on what that person has to say. And then my wife and I, Amanda, Amanda and I, we, we really have practiced over the years of our marriage the active listening skill. And using the response, what I heard you say is, and literally repeating back what the person said is so helpful. It's a helpful tool that we can implement in our lives. What I heard you say is, is blank, whatever that is, shows the person that you actually heard the words that they said, but also that you're interpreting what they said absolute correct, absolutely and correctly. So we need to remember something, and I'll leave you with this. We need to remember that we fail people when we try to heal them before hearing them. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for this moment that we get to learn about listening. Help us to have, as the Hebrew word says, a discerning heart. Help us to listen with our whole selves, our whole minds, our whole bodies, our whole hearts, 
as we enter into conversations with others. Help us to use active listening skills. Help us to be curious and inquisitive and to show love in this way of listening. Help us to be good listeners. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.